Amen. Six years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it's not that far away for me, you know what I mean? I was, it's only a couple of years ago for me, you know what I mean? For you, some of you older guys, it must be, you know what I mean? It must be. Amen, amen. Uh, let's turn into the book of Genesis. Uh, we're going back to the beginning, folks. Genesis chapter 2, an interesting one tonight. Uh, Genesis, the second chapter. Um, you know, a story is told uh, of Pastor Jim Simbala. He is the, the, the pastor, the senior pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Uh, fantastic man of God, great story, you know, um, how God used his life. You know, really, we really started from the ground up, and now they've got a fantastic ministry, his wife. Um, they've won Grammy Awards for the choir, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Fantastic ministry. God is using his life. Uh, um, and they're working with a lot of inner city youth, inner city uh, groups in Brooklyn. And this particular night, they had a whole busload. They had a, a few minibuses. They went into the inner city and brought them into church. So they had gang members. They had all sorts and, um, and all different type of groups from the inner city in church. I mean, praise God. Can you say amen to that? Um, and he was going about, it was a Tuesday night service. They usually have prayer nights on Tuesday nights. So he was going about his normal business uh, and he was in the spirit, you know, he was praying, and he was backing towards his seat, uh, and he, um, uh, he bumped into um, a pretty blonde-haired girl, and bumped into her, and he's like, oh, oh sorry, excuse me, you just, you know, you just bump into somebody, you, you apologize, uh, yeah, sorry, excuse me, excuse me, it was a, it was a, it was a, a young blonde-haired girl, and as he bumped into her and apologized to her, um, he said, yeah, don't worry about it, no problem. <laughs> And he looked, at, he looked at her, quote unquote, and then he looked away and then he, and he just walked over to his wife, didn't say another word, just walked over to his wife <laughs> and said to his wife, you see that lady over there? She's like, yes, that's a man. And he's, she's like, no, it is not a man. Look, she's a beautiful, young, blonde haired girl. That is not a man. He says, that is a man. Um, and they said, you can't be serious. And he said, no, no, look at the Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes, hey, you can't hide certain things, right? You can't hide certain things. Look at Adam, and, and sure enough, it was protruding out. Uh, um, and they went to go and speak, and, and it indeed was a man, deep voice and everything, uh, uh, Spanish accent, everything like that, um, but looked like a woman. Um, I mean, for this, for this particular uh, person, I mean, they came, they got saved, their life was completely changed, transformed. Uh, they started dressing like a man, started acting like a man. Uh, God touched his life. Um, he even got married, praise God. Uh, so, you know what I mean? God can do uh, uh, marvelous things, transformational things. Uh, but I say that because I want to talk about something today that shouldn't really be controversial, but it is. I want to talk about God's plan um, for creation. Because how many know God's plan is male and female? Like I said, it shouldn't be controversial, but it is. God's plan from the very beginning is male and female. Not here all right now. Not just male on, them, on his own, come on. Not just female on her own. His plan from the very beginning, from the, from the start of everything, was male and female. 
And it saddens me that in a church, 2022, you have to preach a message like this. Because it's not common knowledge anymore. Because in the society we live in, we're trying to alter that plan. We're trying to change those blueprints. We're trying to add some things in there. But I want to say to you uh, that God's plan from the very beginning is male and female. And we're going to go right to the beginning to see uh, how this all transpired, how it all, plans, how it all pans out. We're going to speak some things. Hopefully God's going to help us. Uh, and we're going to leave here understanding his purpose for our lives as men and women of God. Can you say amen in this place? Uh? Amen. Amen. So Genesis chapter, seven, uh, chapter 2. Sorry, we're going to read from verse number 7 and then skip down to 15. So verse number 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Skip down to verse number 15 in our text. The Bible says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in that day you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Praise God. Don't you thank God for that? Amen. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, uh, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, uh, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds to the, uh, of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which uh, uh, with the Lord God had taken from man, he had made into woman and brought her to man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, see, in this foundational scripture, you have the blueprint for all of society right there. If we had just followed this from the very beginning, listen, we wouldn't need jail cells and such because people would be disciplined within this environment. If people respected this blueprint, we wouldn't need so much uh, money spent on our police services because people would have been lined up in this environment, how God designed it. And I want to kind of just speak a few things. I mean, there's family, that's another side of it. But I want to speak tonight on the aspect of male and female. And the first thing I want to say is that men and women are different. Again, sounds simple. But in the world that we're living in, we're trying to merge them. If you don't know, it's happening such. We're trying to merge them to one. So it's no longer male and female. It's just whatever you want to call it. But God showed us that male and female are different. And I, I spoke, what I'm going to say now, I said this actually at um, Daniel and Valerie's wedding. What I'm about to say now, I said this at the wedding. Uh, they was too loved up. They probably don't remember what I said or anything like that. But uh, I actually said this at their wedding. What I said was, uh, I was like, uh, I said, who here believes uh, that God can do whatever he wants? Raise your hand if you believe that. He can do whatever he wants. He is not limited. So if he can do whatever he wants, 
whenever he wants, however he wants them, it is obvious to see when he decides to do something in a certain way, there is significance, right? Because he can do anything. He can click his fingers, he can speak a word, he can do whatever. But if he decides to do it in a specific way, then there is significance to that. And I want to say, listen, in verse number 7, it says that he formed man out of the dust. That was how he formed man. The dust of the ground, he, he, he made it up and then breathed uh, into, the, into the nostrils. And verse number 22, he made woman out of what? Out of the man's rib. Now there's many things you can say about that. There's many different theological things you can think about that. There's many different ways you could spin that. But listen, I'm a simple person. I'm a simple guy. And what I believe is that that God is just showing us that men and women are made of different stuff. Men and women are made of different materials. And the reason that is significant is because, listen, if we're made of different materials, then I believe that God put that in the Bible so we can read it, so we can understand that then we can handle things differently. Because how many know different materials have different, uh, um, um, different properties about them? If we take it back to science, we look at different materials. Some materials can conduct, conduct electricity. Some materials are poor at conducting electricity. Some materials are flexible. Some materials, you, you try to bend it, it will snap. It's just different properties. So we see that men and women are made literally of different stuff. So I remember saying this at their wedding. I said, listen, if I had a cup, a plastic cup and a ceramic cup, which one is better? Well, it depends. It depends what you're going to use it for, right? Come on, you can't just say, oh, that one's better. Well, what if you say, oh, the plastic's better? Well, what if I want a hot drink? That's going to melt all over the place. Well, you can't say, okay, ceramic's better. Well, what if I want something that if I drop, then I can just pick it back up, no problems. I can't use ceramic. I'll drop that or smash. So it depends. So we can't go around saying, listen, men are better or women are better. Listen, that's not, that's not the question here. We're, it's, it's, a, it's a form of function. We're made from different things. We can handle different things. God said he made somebody comparable. In other words, we complement each other. Come on now. There's a compliment there. It's not to say, listen, I don't need no woman or I don't need no man. No, you can't say that. God designed us to be man and women. Can you say amen in this place? You don't have to be a genius to figure that out, to say, listen, we are different in life. Listen, you can take a man and a woman and you can feed them the same food, feed them the same nutrition, put them on the same gym plan. They're doing exactly the same thing. How many know the outcome would be different? That's just the way we're made up. You can do the same amount of push-ups. You can do the same amount of pull-ups. But at the end of it, at the end of one year, for example, the man's body will look different to the, to the, to the female's body. It's just, just how we're made up. We're not the same. We're not the same. And I, and I say that because uh, that's not widely accepted. I remember I was in, I mean, this is simple stuff, but it's not widely accepted. I remember I was, I was sitting in the office, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, thank God I work, I work flexibly from home now. Now I'm not causing so much trouble in the office no more. <laughs> I don't mean to cause trouble. It just ends up that way. Listen, don't ask me questions if you don't want me to give you the truth. That's, that's, that's how my philosophy is. I remember I was speaking, um, we're talking about um, uh, physiques and so on. Uh, and it was a time of uh, the Olympics. I don't know if it was the 2016 Olympics or so on. Uh, uh, and there was some rowing going on, and the ladies were doing rowing, and, 
And I said uh, there, was a, there was a particularly uh, uh, large, strong lady that was rowing at the back. Uh, um, I said, man, she's built like, built like a man. Um, one of the ladies in there didn't really take kindly to that comment. She said, what do you mean, built like a man? What, that women can't be strong? And, I was, and it went into this whole debate. I, I, was, I wasn't ready for You know, when you're not ready for this, I was like, no, no. All, all I was saying is that she looks a bit like, you know, just like really, really built. And I said it again. I don't know why I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> I said, built like a man again. And she, and she just blew up. I said, I said, you know, I probably shouldn't say it a third time because maybe, <laughs> maybe some trouble might happen here. But that's what I'm saying. Because it's not widely accepted. Because she was saying, listen, anything men can do, we can do. And it's, listen, you know, I'm saying we're different. We're different. We're built different. We're literally made of different stuff. And, and there's a few differences I want to kind of go over uh, tonight as we go through this. We understand that God's plan is man and female. Uh, we're different in many ways. The first way is spiritually. I want to look at verse number 24 of our text. The Bible says, uh, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Right here, the pattern, the kind of flow of things. It is the man that should be doing the leaving um, and going to form a new union. You see, in that, God writes the impulse on man to lead, to take the leading step. He's written that in his makeup, in his design. He designed that to be a a kind of step first. Okay, if anyone's stepping first, it's the man stepping first. Um, He's designed that to have like a leadership quality. uh, But listen, it is a leadership quality, not a dominating quality. There's a very big difference there. We're called to lead, not dominate. There's a difference. When you have a leader, you have somebody who's interested in what's going on. They're saying, yes, let's do this. I'll take from the front. When you have somebody who wants to dominate, they usually point fingers. (laughs) You do this. You do that. A leader is probably the one that steps out first and says, this is where we're going. Come with me. That's the difference. But I call me old-fashioned. But I really do think that, you know, in the dating arena, in the area of dating, I really do think the man should make the first move. They call me old-fashioned. Um, I think that should happen that way. Um, I've got two daughters. God bless them. Um, if somebody wants to try, when they grow older and they're older, if somebody wants to come and, and take one of my princesses away, God, you know, God help them, first of all, number one. Uh, but he should come correct. I'm old-fashioned like that. He should come correct. He should be the one that come out. To, uh, you know, I don't want no one coming to my house, bibbing the horns. And someone to, no, no one's bibbing the horn for one of my daughters to come out. No, come knock on my door and ask for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Just in case anyone's getting any ideas, uh, this, is, this is how that should happen. But I'm old-fashioned. I think it's up to the man to pay. Listen, this is not because the woman can't pay. I'm not saying that. But I just think it's up to the man to say, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to Fork out here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it, I'm going to cover this. Sisters, listen, if you go out on a date and you have to pay, hey, you got to raise an eyebrow on that one. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there, raise an eyebrow, see what kind of thing is going on here. I think it's up to the man to leave what he knows and go and pursue the woman. I think it's up to the man. In this day and age, it's not too, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? It's not too bad if a, a, a woman proposes to a man. Me possum, hey, <laughs> hey, 
I, I told you, I'm old-fashioned. I'm old-fashioned like that. I can't go down. I can't, no, I can't, that can't, that doesn't work in my, that doesn't, no, it doesn't work in my kind of, I can't even say it without even stuttering. It doesn't really, doesn't really, doesn't really compute me because I believe the man, listen, because it is, it's showing me how you're going to, listen, I need, if someone's going to take my daughter, you need to be able to take, listen, I'm taking care of her right now. I need to be able to relinquish her to someone else who's going to take care of her. Come on now. I'm not going to relinquish her to just any old, come on, no, come on. Sorry, I'm getting a bit passionate out here. <laughs> Listen, Ephesians 5, 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and what gave himself for her. That's a man right there. If the bailiffs come knocking at your house, listen, the man should be out there to open the front door. Can you say amen? Don't, don't be sending your wife, go, hey, hey go, go open that door, love. <laughs> listen, if there's trouble, the man should step, hey, step back. If there's issues going on, if it's going down, listen, the man should be the one to step in to say, not be, listen, this is not because the woman can't fight for herself. Let's be real here. No, because it's chivalry. We should say, listen, you stay back. You know, I like this, the story of the Titanic. You see, uh, there's many people that lost their lives. But if you look through the names of the people that lost their lives, most of them were men. Why? Because they said, women, children, take the boats. We'll stand by the ships. You've got to respect man like that. Come on, handle their business because there is something in them that says, listen, I'm going to step out first. I'm going to be the one. And that's how I believe God designed it. God designed it to do that. And because we handle things differently, we handle things in a different way. Listen, when God created everything, he gave Adam the the mandate. Before Eve came, he says, listen, tend the garden. Name all the animals. He gave that job to Adam. Run the stuff. And then he said, okay, it's not good for man to be alone. And listen, when it all went pear-shaped, when it all went wrong, listen, God came looking for who? Adam. When it all went wrong, he said, Adam, where are you? I know Eve was the one that, but he said, no, no, no. Adam, where are you? And look at Romans 5, verse number 12. The Bible says, through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. Because men, you're accountable. I remember uh, when, I, when I was um, uh, engaged to my wife, um, I had a counseling with, with, with my pastor, had a meeting, um, and he was just going through some things about what should happen and how it should happen. And he said this to me, he kind of shook me up. He said, listen, if this thing goes all wrong, I'm looking at you. I'm like, I, like, hey. I say, oh, there's two to tango. He's like, no, 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 no. If this goes wrong, I'm looking at you. You're accountable for this. That's okay, because he's putting it on my shoulders to say, listen, this is how God designed it. We have shoulders to bear like that. Uh, Again, not because the women can't or anything like that, but because uh, we're made of different things. We handle things differently, um, and this is how we do that. And I wanted to spend some time on that, because it is a bit of a controversy, uh, a bit of a controversial uh, uh, statement to make uh, that God designed it that way. But listen, that is God's plan, and God's plan is male and female. And since that is God's plan, the enemy will try and do everything he can to mess up or disrupt that plan. The enemy will do anything he can in society to mess up that plan. Let's not want to look at the plan of the enemy. See, we all know what God loves, the devil hates. The plans that God makes up, the devil will try and destroy. And this topic is no different. 
There are many plots and schemes of the enemy, of the devil, uh, to try and uh, mess up this plan. But I just want to focus on two. The first one is, uh, one of the biggest lies from hell is that we have different values. That's the biggest lie from hell. Society will tell you that uh, um, uh, men put a lower value on... And some people... Listen, some people do because they're, 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 they're not right-minded. But people tell you that men put a lower value uh, on women uh, because of the things that we do. And because of that, we are now all uh, 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 obsessed with things about... Uh, we have to be equal. We have to be equal. And now we're doing things. We're going over and above. And now we're obsessed with statistics like how many women are in the board boardrooms of major companies. We need to know that. How many women are fighting on the front lines of our army? We need to know that. How many are in leadership positions in any... We need to know that. We're obsessed with, oh no, a woman needs to be up here because we're trying to, we're saying that, oh, we've devalued them and they're down here. No, we need to put you up. We need to, you want to Fight on the front line, yes. Go on the front line, die for your country. We need to do that. And we're obsessed with these statistics. And, 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 and feminism is an ideology um, that pressures society um, to believe that we need to fight for this um, inequality. Um, uh, and they do it so aggressively. Um, they say that the only difference between a man and a woman um, is physical. Um, and listen, I need to tell you that is different. That is not true. There is more difference than just the, just the anatomy. There's more there is more. Listen, I'm married to a wonderful superwoman of a wife. Can you say amen in this place? All right, now. And I've known, I've come to, we've come to know that we are different. <laughs> we handle situations differently. I've come to know that. Listen, for you that are married, I'm sure you've come to know that also. That there are things that we do differently. Now listen to this, because I want to speak this, uh, this uh, verse. I want to stop where it, uh, it gets a bit controversial. The Bible says Peter, in, in Peter 3, verse number 7, it says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them, that's your wife, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. Now if I was to stop there and there was a feminist in the room, they would like to burn this place down if I just say that right now. But you have to keep on reading. It continues on. It says, uh, yes, uh, as the weaker vessel, um, but it says, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. In other words, uh, this is uh, man and women. You can't do this on your own. This is not something that is just, okay, we don't need any women. No, yes, we do need women, but it's just different roles. It's different functions. If we go back to our text in verse number 18, Bible says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. A helper. The woman is a helper. Now immediately, if I say that word helper, uh, the connotations you get is like, oh, so what, women are just slaves. Women are just uh, uh, servants there to serve the man. Well, actually, if you look at the word helper, you look at the, uh, uh, the Hebrew behind that word that is used, the word is ezer, and it is the help or one who helps. And it's actually a powerful word, and it's used all over the Old Testament. It's the same word found in Psalms 33 and verse number 20. It says, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our 
our help, same word, and our shield. The psalmist is saying here that if I have God, I'm able to advance further. If I have God on my side, I'm able to go and do things I wouldn't have been able to do on my own. It's the same word used there. So when we say the woman is a helper, it's not a subservient word. It's not a slave word. What he's saying is, listen, with the woman by your side, you're able to do things that you would not been able to do on your own. I've just told you I'm married to the superwoman. Listen, the things I do, I will not be able to do if I didn't have my wife by my side. Come on now, she's not underneath me. Can you say amen in this place? And that's where we get it twisted. We say, help her. Oh, is that all? Is that all she is? That's fantastic. I thank God that I've got a helper next to me. Come on now. I thank God that I've got somebody who's, oh, I'm able to ride with, I'm able to push with, I'm able to journey through life with and fight things. Listen, I come back, I can get some encouraging words. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, when I'm getting beat up and stuff like that, I can come back, I can get nursed. Can you say amen? I can get nourished. I'm back out there on the fight again. Listen, if I didn't have that, it would be a different story. I'll be looking all rough, all my, my clothes all raggedy, I'll be all just my, yeah, listen. Um, I thank God that I have somebody who's comparable. Come on, say comparable. Who is comparable to me, yeah? That will be able to help. You know, again, in the office. Hey, I should, I should just leave the office. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I remember um, talking about, you know, we, you know, you get into chit-chat over lunch or whatever it is. And, you know, oh, what, do you, you know, what does your wife do? Oh, she's this. And, and they come to me. Oh, what does your wife do? Uh, my wife is a stay-at-home mum. And then you see the face. Oh, it's like, Oh, as if that's like a lonely job, as if that's like a job of a pauper. Listen, all you've got to do is come to my house for five minutes. You see that woman. Oh, my goodness. You, you, who has the harder job, me or her? Come on, you tell me. Come on. But as if that's a job that's, that's, that's not worth anything. Listen, the, the leaders of tomorrow, the presidents, the prime ministers, somebody had to nurse those babies when they come in. Can you say amen? They didn't just grow up on their own. Come on now. And we talk as if that job is, is, is nothing or is lowly. Oh, you're only a housewife. No, I am a housewife. Listen, she's raising these children. When these children go and do some wonderful exploits for God, they're going to have to turn around and say, Mom, I couldn't have done this without you. Can you say amen in this place? Because what the enemy is trying to do is play down the role of a woman, making her feel insignificant. Oh, you're just a housewife, are you? Oh, you're just a helper, are you? Oh, oh, he's the leader, is he? Oh, he's the leader of the house. What, what are you? Just a, so, so the enemy is trying to play down the role as if she's not valuable, as if she's, a, uh, from the beginning, you've just been devalued. But listen, the devil went to Eve and convinced her that she could be more, as in like, oh, what you have right now is not enough. You could be more. And that was the whole problem. Brought this to her attention. Because in the world we live in, we're trying to play down women as if they're insignificant, as they have no part, or they're, they're lowly, or anything like that. All I have to say is, they've not met my wife. Can you say amen? All right, now. There's a song by James Brown. He says, this is a man's world. And that's the first part. But he also says, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. See, because here's an argument of value. It's just one of function. That's all. It's not an argument of value. You are less valuable. No. In the eyes of God, we have the same value. We are valued together. We are comparable. We just have different functions. 
And how many know when you have a unit that function, that have different individual functions, they together can do more? If they both were doing the same thing, well, they're just going that way. Listen, I can do this, she can do this, and together we can do both of it together. Come on, it's, I mean, it makes sense. That's why God's plan is male and female. But we're going into a, a confused time. In Genesis 1.27, it says, God created, a man, uh, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them. Um, and there's a my major identity crisis uh, where people are pushing for some sort of genderless society. A fluid society. Uh, we were checking out some schools for, 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 for Naomi. She's going into secondary school. One of the schools, they just had toilets. I was like, okay, where, where's, the, where's the boys? And no, they're just toilets. I was like, okay, I get it. But where's the boys? My son needs the toilet. No, he says, they're just, the toilets are there. I was like, okay, but I saw a girl, where's the boys? And they said, no, 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 it's just toilets. You do what you're doing. Boys, girls, in between, whatever, you just all go in there. And that's what we're pushing for. We're pushing for this kind of gender fluidity, this gender, there's no, it's like, it's just all, we're all this weird mix of, of whatever. They said to the other day, um, I had some people around the house who were talking about this, they said there's about, there's like 30 something genders nowadays. What kind of nonsense is that? We just read Genesis. There's two genders, male and female. That's it. Come on, when you're born, you're a male or you're a female. I'll help you check. I listen, I, I was there. I was, I, I, listen, I, I, for, my, for my kids, when they were born, we had a surprise. I didn't know what it would be until they came out and I checked. That was simple. I just, <laughs> it wasn't like a scientific experiment. I didn't have to figure this out. I didn't have to wait to see what they felt like being. No. I just checked. Oh, that's a boy. I checked. Oh, that's a girl. Simple. But we've made it all complicated. We've made it all weird. I've seen uh, people with long hair and beard wearing high heels. Come, come on. Makes me so sad. But that's the plan of the enemy. To, to, to make this interchangeable. A man could, could walk into a doctor's office and, and say they feel like a woman. And you have to take that person seriously. I read of a story where NHS doctor lost his job. Because he refused to, to say that this man was a woman. He refused and he lost his job. Listen, this is, he studied for over seven years. He knows the, 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 the biology. He knows it. He knows. He says, listen, you can say whatever you want. Biology tells me you are a man. I'm not calling you Susie. Not doing it. Not. Man lost his job. His credentials. Because this is, we're in a world gone mad. And what it is, is people are saying, oh, you have to be free. No, what it is, all it is, is the plan of the enemy to disrupt God's plan from the beginning. That's all it is. God laid out a blueprint. And the devil has been doing all he can to try and mess up that blueprint. God's plan for your life is male and female. You know, it's fascinating. Over 7 billion people on this earth. And the split is almost 50-50, male and female. You notice that? Over 7 billion people on this earth. And it's almost exactly 50-50. How, how does that happen? Because God's plan 
is male. And listen, I say, if I say it enough, then you know it'll just, it'll just be you know what I mean lodged in there. God's plan is what male and female. I love this verse, Romans 12, verse number four. It says, we have many members in one body. All the members do not have the same function. There you go right there. We have many members, but we don't have the same function. Listen, sister, you don't have to try and prove that you can do anything a man. You don't have to try and prove that. You don't have to. My brother... You don't have to try and get in touch with your feminine side. Please, we don't want you to get in touch with that side. No, we don't. Just have a male side. Have a, have a masculine side. Uh, your, your wife would be blessed, amen, if you have a masculine side. Come on. Because deep down, really, if we go down and speak to people, that's what we all want. Deep down, that's what we all want. Even the hardest, you know, the hardback feminists, like the hardback, crusty, like I would, I, I would die. Before. If you sweep deep down, go down to when she was a little girl. I'm sure she had dreams of a, of a nice white wedding and someone, some night in Shinama just swifting off her feet and so on. I'm sure. Because men, we need to be men. Can you say amen in this place? God wants you to be a man. Women, you need to be women. And he wants you to be a woman. And together, everybody say together. Together we can fulfill destiny as part of God's plan. Together. We don't have to segregate and say, oh, you're this, you're that. No, no, no. Together, together as a unit, together as a team. Whenever I speak to married couples, I always say that you are a team. Together. Listen, you can't do this on your own. God was the one that said that. It's not right for man to be on his own. This can't happen. If it was right, he would have just left us on our own. And we would have just there. Just Can you imagine a world like that? Hey, I'll be like, God, take me now. Nah. No, because God understands. Listen, we need to do this together. And we to do it together as a man being a man and a woman being a woman and if we start messing around with that situation that's when all hell breaks loose I feel sorry for the children are going to be growing up in this generation where you've got a mum and a mama or you've got a dad and a dad listen uh, even if this, this is going out on, online I might even be condemned for saying that but listen I see it listen I thank God that my children have grown up in a family where they see their mum and their dad they see a man loving his wife and I'm so blessed to be able to, 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 to bring that up. I was brought up in that family as well. I know some people haven't, but listen, you've got an opportunity, even if that wasn't your past, you've got an opportunity to make it your future. Can you say amen in this place? You may have seen something bad up there, but no, you can come back to the plan of God. You can be redeemed. You may have had some issues, but come, let's follow the plan of God. Because God is like an architect. And you know, the building can only be erected in a safe fashion if you follow the blueprints. God has given us blueprints. Let's follow the blueprints and be blessed. That's all we've got to do. Follow the blueprints and be blessed. God's plan is what? Amen. Let's take that one to the bank. Let's seal that in our hearts. Uh, let's keep it there. If anything comes up, just remember that God's plan is male and female in this place. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Male and female.
three important words, male and female. Not just male, not just female. There's no value difference. Oh yeah, men are better. No, nah, we're comparable, the Bible says. And God designed that in all his wisdom. He designed that. As we fill the earth and subdue it, we're to do it in this environment of a man and his wife. What a blessing that is. What, what security you can find in God's plan. Destiny you can find in God's plan. Ah. Oh. And like I said, listen, maybe that's not, your, that's not your history. Maybe you didn't have that, you didn't see that growing up. But yes, we live in a fallen world, so the chances are there are many people under the sound of my voice. That's not your history. But it can be your future. You can change. If generations in your family, no one got married in your family, well, you can change that. If everyone just shacked up and did what they did back then, well, well, you can be the difference. You can say, no, I'm stopping right here. This immorality stops here. It's not going any further. We're going back onto God's plan. We're following the blueprint that God designed. And you can literally bless a generation. A new generation can be blessed because you decided to go back to God's plan. Oh, I thank God for the redemption. That is just because we blew it doesn't mean we have to blow it. Just because we made some mistakes don't mean we have to continue on in those mistakes. Because the devil's plan is to attack God's plan. And unfortunately, he's very successful at it. The family has taken a beating over the years. Fathers absent. Oh. But it can change. It can change. It can get back to God's plan. Before we go any further, I just want to throw out into an invitation. I spoke about redemption. Well, redemption comes only from Christ Jesus. He went to the cross. He died a sinner's death to redeem mankind. All the sin, all the bad decisions, all the bad things we've done can be turned around. And you can be washed clean. The slate can be washed clean by his blood. If only you accept him in this place. If you're in this place and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and you want to, you want to be redeemed, you want to have a fresh start, just raise your hand. I'll count it a privilege to pray with you in this place. You want that new start, new beginning. You want to uh, be a new creation. Raise that hand. Maybe you're here, you used to know Christ, uh, you're backslidden, you've been distracted. So unsaved or backslidden, you want that, put the hand up uh, and Christ uh, will give you a new start right here, right now. If that's you, raise your hand. Unsaved or backslidden in this place. Amen. Speaking to Christians in this place. It's God's plan. God's plan is male and 
female. Don't let society come in and infiltrate your mind and your thinking where you start to flow with this kind of uh, new age thinking of, oh, we need to do this or we need to do that or... No, follow the plan of God. And when you follow the plan of God, you will be blessed. I am living testimony of a blessed life because I'm trying to follow the plan that God laid out from the foundations of the earth. And as we do that, people will see our lives and they'll begin to glorify God in heaven because if they see you, they'll see the maker, they'll see the creator, they'll see Jesus. Don't let the society infiltrate your thinking. And it's subtle. It's in our education system. It's in our entertainment. It's in our news. Subtle. There's this, they're, they're preaching. Any opportunity can to preach against the plan of God. No, dismiss that and come back to the plan of God. And be blessed. So we're going to spend some time praying. We're going to sing a song of worship in a second. We're going to spend some time praying and oh, asking God to help you to uh, uh, protect his plan. If you need to come back to the plan, listen, come back to the plan. You say, sorry, God, I'm sorry for the things I've made it. I'm sorry for, for coming off the plan, off the track that you had for me. But now I want to come back to the plan. I want to come back onto the path. Listen, if that's you, you need to do that tonight. Don't let this world this society infiltrate the way that you think listen hold on strong to the plan of God the blueprint of God let's pray ask the Holy Spirit into our lives to help us to follow and do what God has called us to do and be what God has called us to be his plan is male and female father thank you Lord Jesus